0: podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Chelsea are terrible. Nothing's changed. Is that really true? Hello, there, guys, what is going on? Daniel Childs back here again for another show. Hope you're doing well during the first week of this international break. The international break always feels worse after a defeat it always feels longer as well i always think the first one of the season as well because you, you want to get into the the flow of the season and it's halted it kind of feels like instantly into international football and obviously right now things are not feeling that great at chelsea coming off the back of the weekend's one no loss to nottingham forest losing two of our opening four premier league games is is not good um it's not a nice feeling and the way chelsea lost on saturday was really frustrating and and i I've already seen some people kind of already assume and, and, and analyze and come to the conclusion that nothing has improved, nothing has changed. Now, I don't think that's a ridiculous thing to assume just from kind of a fan emotion point of view. Chelsea spent a lot over the summer, and with that spend comes expectation. With the baggage of what happened last season, too, people's patience isn't very um, strong right now there isn't a lot of patience to give Chelsea and specifically Chelsea's new ownership and I can understand that but there is some data which you know go through today and talk through that shows that Chelsea aren't that terrible and there is reason to be optimistic about Chelsea as we uh, go forward this season and maybe think around pretty soon if you are new around here like the content here make sure to hit the like button because it helps new people find the content also hit that subscribe button turn those notifications on so you don't miss any of my uploads throughout this season about chelsea fc you can also get the show as a podcast as well just go on your favorite podcast provider search son of chelsea if you are listening through the podcast thank you for tuning in please do leave us a positive rate and review really does help the show out so i'm going to go firstly we've expected chelsea a uh, great account on twitter don't agree with all of his opinions but in terms of um just stats you know it's breaking down things that maybe other people haven't noticed about chelsea throughout the course of a season i think he does some really good work and this is chelsea's attacking ranks in the premier league so far this season chelsea are first for crosses Uh, They are second for big chances created. They are third for passes into the box, progressive passes, through balls, touches into the box, successful dribbles, and carries into the box. They are joint fourth for shots and sixth for shot quality. So an overall look there doesn't show a team that are woeful, especially from a creative or an offensive point of view. Chelsea aren't a team who so far this season are struggling to get into good areas they aren't a the team so far this season that are struggling to even get shots away you know joint fourth isn't terrible is it, it isn't 12th where Chelsea are actually in the table when were last season the shot quality could be better um, but again not absolutely abject it's sixth in the league um, through ball showing that Chelsea are looking to get and progress the ball pretty well um, I think that has obviously been helped by Enzo Fernandez. I will We'll put another stat on screen now and as expected Chelsea explains here uh, Enzo Fernandez is first for 64 progressive passes first for passes into the final third that's 51 played 17 passes into the box that also makes him first eight through balls that makes him first and 26 shot creating actions that also makes him first so far this season so in Enzo Fernandez, Chelsea have got a very effective central midfielder influential in our play that's going to be massive throughout the course of this season which we also hope comes from other players too so then digging a little bit deeper I I wanted to look at XG um, because it was something that really frustrated me Last season, season before, maybe even season before that, in terms of Chelsea not creating a high volume of quality opportunities throughout the course of a season. Um, And, you know, as much as Chelsea fans, I think rightly, because you can make a, a reel of Chelsea strikers and Chelsea attackers missing some very presentable opportunities, the latest being Nicholas Jackson. Um, Chelsea have had a real problem of creating high volume, high quality chances regularly. Meaning that when we get one of those chances, they mean so much throughout the course of a game compared to Arsenal, Man City, Liverpool in recent years, who you know give their I think attackers a wider margin for error um, because you know they are creating those chances on a regular basis. I think with what I've seen of the XG so far, some of it has, you know, Chelsea have had a penalty against West Ham. They've also had two penalties against them against West Ham in that game. Um, so let's go through, because I just want to explain, um, and I, I think I've got a good credit to, I think it's Dave Jones on Sky. He mentioned this now when they're breaking down XG, is that XG can massively weight your XG score from a game because the the chances of you scoring from a penalty obviously a very high Uh, so you have to take that into account when in a game where you have been given a penalty or subsequently if you're looking defensively where you've conceded a penalty too so Chelsea versus Liverpool Uh, Chelsea slightly better than Liverpool here 1.93 to 1.30 that's not that surprising Chelsea were deemed to be pretty good on that day maybe should have won that game uh West Ham against Chelsea as you would suspect because West Ham had two penalties uh are going to be better than Chelsea but not massively better than Chelsea on the day uh 1.61 then the Luton one again you don't have to be a data analyst to work this out Chelsea were very heavily weighted um with XG in this game 3.41 that's very high um showing that Chelsea did create a lot of good opportunities on the day uh just to be clear as well I don't know why Understat does this, uh, but you have to, for your team, you have to look to the other side to find um, the opposition box, so when, when we're looking at their 3.41 for, for Chelsea against Luton, we're looking at the other side where you can see how much was created and the stars are where the goals came from, um, so Chelsea there very well, very inside the box, Raheem Sterling, Nicholas Jackson, creating a lot of opportunities on that day, uh, and Chelsea doing really well um, creatively against... Probably hear that that's the sound of the 2023 chevy silverado's 2.7 liter high output turbo engine delivering 430 pounds per foot of torque with no compromise durability impressive power whether you're helping friends move or just moving some friends thanks this is the sound of a family with plenty of rear seat room to enjoy the ride and most importantly this is the sound of you heading to your local chevy dealer today for a test drive Find your Silverado and find new roads. Chevrolet. Probably the weakest side in the Premier League, you would expect that. It's not an, a sensational output, but it's good to see that Chelsea creatively dominated that game and won the game comfortably in the end. And even though Chelsea did lose to Nottingham Forest at the weekend, they did still create over 2xG uh, on the day, uh, 2.28 to Nottingham Forest 1.15. That one chance, really the best chance for Nottingham Forest throughout the game other than set pieces from Anthony Langa. Um, that was the goal the winning goal in the end so chelsea once again creating chances in and around the box um, the nicholas jackson one being the best on the day many of you are going to be shouting has been a big big problem and of course we'll define whether these things improve over a period of time but i i still do think over a period of time when you're seeing xg when you are see whether it's you know just trends right and and four games still i i Personally, and based on people I respect to know a lot not more about these things than I do, say that probably 10 games, 10 to 15 games is, is probably a better sample size. I always feel like the international breaks are good places to look back and, and just see and, and, and analyse what we've seen before. We're going to be doing that throughout the course of this season, obviously. I also did sort of um, using understat look back to this time last season and and compared and contrasted it with the opening four games of last season where Thomas Tuchel was still in charge before he got sacked. And, it wasn't as good and this was a real problem for Tuchel um, creating high quality opportunities against um, Everton got to take into account we scored a penalty through Jorginho in that game 1.92 didn't create a lot in that game Chelsea Tottenham uh, slightly better than the other win in that opening four against Leicester 1.75 where we were down to 10 men created uh, one really good opportunity through Raheem Sterling I remember Reese James crossed that in I think the the first Sterling goal was a deflected shot outside the box uh, against Leeds we were absolutely Absolutely abject and got battered on the day by Leeds, not only in them uh, putting away chances, but from creative chances too, they simply were better than us. So I'd say from this time last year, Chelsea do look slightly better. Using some of the analyst data, I definitely suggest if if you're interested in this stuff, want to break down not only Chelsea, but other teams and how they compare to other teams in the Premier League, they do a lot of rankings throughout the course of this season. I will link all of these sites that I've used down below. Um, and they have Chelsea 8th overall for XG created as you can see here where it's highlighted Um, that's the XG overall created so far this season Um, Brighton uh, ironically coming out best so far this season In, in many ways the XG Kings and they're actually putting away their chances now which is slightly annoying I also looked defensively as as well just to see how Chelsea were doing compared to other teams and they're doing pretty well for XG against I mean only Man City have um, been better so far this season and that's from open play just to be clear Um that doesn't take into account the two penalties Chelsea conceded against West Ham so in open play Chelsea are doing pretty good defensively which to be fair you know we saw that a lot last season um, Chelsea weren't abject even though as miserable of a season as we felt it was again there there was strength defensively it was just offensively Chelsea really really struggled to click I feel like a lot of these things as much as it is funny because you get some people who absolutely hate stats and hate this kind of data and dismiss it as rubbish in some ways people can kind of dissect it themselves like I think a lot of XG And the way we talk about football, XG, in a lot of ways, kind of confirms what we would say about a game. I think most people who watched a game against Nottingham Forest would say Chelsea had the best quality opportunities or or seemed to dominate the game. And then Nottingham Forest took their one chance um, and Chelsea were punished for a mistake. That's the way football works. Um, But the hope is when we're looking at data like this. And looking at stats like this, I, I think that overall, it, it, to me, it shows that over a longer period of time, Chelsea keep on doing the same things. And you also take into account players returning, like Benoit Badiashu, which I think will make a big difference to Chelsea's defence. Maybe Trevor Chalaber too. I also think the likes of Reese James from... Obviously, from a creative point of view, I think makes a huge difference to Chelsea. Hopefully, Karni Chukomeka will be back uh, by around the October time. The way the likes of Nani Malawake, Cole Palmer, I think, start to get integrated into the team. Um, And Mikhailo Mujuk too, I think, has got a big job on his hands to prove himself this season, but could prove himself on the left for Chelsea. And also, I mean, I think it's really positive that someone like Raheem Sterling seems to be really stepping up. I mean, he did start last season very strongly, too. Let's see how it goes throughout the course of the season. But I think he looks like a different player. And it's not only, you know, in terms of finishing chances. I think it's creatively, too. He's having a lot of influence. So I would say let's not panic. Let's not go overboard. Let's not be ecstatic. Let's not try and pretend like there aren't any concerns but as i've seen from i think the analyst also wrote about this um, in kind of reflecting on the game so far the amount of players we've turned over this summer to expect it to all click in week four with a group of young players we spoke about experience in my last show i think was always going to be unrealistic and um, pochettino knows that he needs to get results and he knows that there needs to be improvement um, and i'm sure the players know that as well but i generally leaning aside from what I've seen with my own eyes and also backed up by this I feel optimistic it will be a better season but I absolutely understand the frustration that Chelsea fans have at the moment because it does feel like deja vu it can feel a little bit like Groundhog Day and kind of with all this expenditure, has it been wasted again on players who aren't going to provide the results right now? Um, and will Chelsea actually have patience, not only from the stands, but also in the boardroom? I think that's going to be the big question this season because it does feel a bit like the 1920 season. And the thing that the 1920 season, from a kind of a patience point of view, had in, in its favour, not only a legend in the dugout, but it also had a transfer ban. Uh, Chelsea didn't have a transfer ban and they weren't exactly um, penny-pinching, were they? And and this ownership hasn't done that, so the pressure comes with that spend too. Those are my thoughts. Let me know yours in the comments below. Are you optimistic? Do these numbers, do do these stats kind of give you hope that things will turn in a a new direction? Or are you of more of the belief that Chelsea still have very, very severe problems and um, they will be exposed throughout the course of this season? Let me know your thoughts in the comments below. You can follow me on X at Son of Chelsea, on TikTok at Son of Chelsea, on Instagram at Son of Chelsea YT. And I will see you again very soon. All the best. Sports Social Podcast Network.